Hello, hello again. I want to talk about my health win. So last year I got the worst excruciating pain in my feet, feet that I haven't had before. That was to the level that I was walking out on the street without any socks on because I couldn't even have the pressure of socks to my skin. And so I thought, what is going on? And what was the reason? Was I didn't know I have gout, the very inflammatory gout that is the same level of inflammation and crap like uh, rheumatoid arthritis, the same inflammatory thing, and I don't have any reasons to have it. Again, just because you're a healthy person doesn't mean that you're not gonna have anything coming your way that is in your genes or that is a cause or something. So a year ago then, when I checked my blood. I'm uh, fixing myself at the same time, if you wonder, you know, showered my, showered my face, what I'm saying. <laughs> um, so last year, when I did my annual blood work, I saw that the uric acid was elevated, lots of elevated. And uric acid is a byproduct of an acid from purine-rich food, which means a lot of the seafood, uh, steak, anything that is high protein in general. And there are other foods too, so I started to think, what am I to take out from my routine to reduce, to alleviate the pain, to get rid of this so I don't have to be on medication? So what I did then, of course, first is I analyzed everything that is to trigger gout. And the things that I had in my life then was, uh, well, of course, scallops, salmon, all the things that I love is always taken away from me because, well, uh, it's the life that I showed up for, right? Everything that I love the most has been my pain and my pleasure at the same time. So then, of course, I'm, it's, it's better for me to kind of give it up and see what happens. So... In the long list of things that I eliminated was not only the all the, f the food that I love to eat, as in salmon, uh, sh uh, scallops, squid. I became vegetarian 100% the whole year, pretty much. I don't remember when I had something. Uh, I supplement with fish oil and krill oil, but other than that, vegetarian. Because that is the best way to reduce the uric acid. Then the level after that was, of course... Um, would I want to eliminate more things out of my my diet for no reason? Hell no. Because I'm like a typical, I want to have as much freedom to choose as much as I want. So for me, I'm not going to go back to uh, Pauline is starving herself when she's a teenager. So I'm going to pretend that I have to be vegan so I can say no to everything. Yeah, that was my plan. And I know there's a lot of people playing that game now to think that if you can eliminate everything you love, then you're going to get lean. Ha! <laughs> Don't you know who you are? You're gonna find your way. <laughs> I'm just saying that with love, I think it's so cute when we all think that we're gonna be able to take away what we love easily and not have a pain. You're gonna have the worst anxiety and fears that you're never gonna have what you love again. That's gonna make your whole life miserable. So I kept all the high purine foods like cauliflower because they're also important for me to have choline. If I don't eat two pounds of cauliflower a day, pretty much, I mean, or broccoli, I'm not meeting my choline requirement, and that is now considered an essential nutrient. It's just 
recently. And colon is something then that is a conflict with gout. So here you go with conflict of interest or not everything that is perfect is going to be in your friend. The same thing as having heart training is not always going to be the way you should train, build a muscle, but just because you read it. So I kept all the high purine foods and kept on bombarding my body with high purines to see because I was using the same kind of trial and error for myself because I'm not living according to a lab or someone else who a study's been studied on that isn't me at all, doesn't apply to me at all, I think. That's how I make my warrior, my women in my client community. I make you thinkers. We are a community of thinkers. We are not ducks, we are eagles, but we do duck it up. By the way, today I saw a duck... Uh, that was not part of the group. He was going way beyond, and the other ones were stuck in the in the in the corner. So that's even a duck has ambition. So you gotta know that. Just because you're a duck doesn't mean that you have to stay a duck. Ah, but you will always have that in you, and you're gonna revert back if you don't know. If you want to take away yourself from default, you gotta keep it up. Remind yourself what you can be, because it's so easy to revert back to baseline. That's the way you designed. So I kept all that high purine food just like I did when I had my thyroid uh, thyroid diagnosis on my birthday, July twenty three. I was finally got the the message that I have absolute hypothyroidism. It was overt hypo, uh, high TSH and and very struggling free T three. But then when you get medication, then the TSH drops, but also the free values because now the signal to the thyroid is. Re uh, reduced, which means your thyroid is saying, oh, so we don't need to do as much? So that's the kind of pull and back and forth between the pituitary and the, the thyroid. So then when I was medicated, then that took down, but that didn't mean that the thyroid levels were up to a good level that is clinically giving me what I need. Sometimes doctors are stupid because they are going to say, well, take the medication and then test. Well, if you do that with anything right away, don't do that. If you take your whatever medication is right before and then you're going to test it, it's going to be overtly open. They're going to say, oh my God, you're too much. So remember now, be precise with timing with your doctor, with when you do it and how you do it and be meticulous for the same routine in reporting or you will not know what works for you or not. So back to now, when I was told with hypothyroidism you cannot have all the vegetables pretty much that I love. Um, all of them are called gotrogenic, which everyone loves to say, oh, you can't have cauliflower or, or uh, broccoli or, or whatever is the thing that is part of the goitrogenic foods. You cannot have that because it's going to inflict your thyroid. That's what causes a thyroid hypo. Yes, what they say. But I didn't want to believe in that, so I kept on having my so-called bad thyroid foods. And guess what? I don't take the medication with the food, and I'm precise with my timing. So it's about being smart with what are you adding to. If you compete with magnesium, with calcium in the same serving, you're going to get some of it. But I trust my body also to know what is it going to pick up. Because I don't want it to just absorb everything. Some going out the same way and not being absorbed is perfectly fine for me. So again, digestion versus absorption versus utilization versus what you even think is about, you know, the whole metabolism. Don't stop, don't, don't work a whole day or life thinking about how that works because it's just like the universe. Be grateful that it works and just support your system and that's going to give you peace of mind. 
So I didn't follow the protocol of take out all and eliminate all these and go on a hypothyroid diet because then you can tell everyone that that's what you do. And I'm not doing that and I have no interest so I could definitely be one who said hey I fixed my thyroid this was what I do if I had a diet yeah bullshit because it wouldn't apply to everyone the same way anyway. So it's important to be a thinker and not just copy or follow. Like the other day I was at one of my medical providers and that person said, well, I take collagen and like, why? And I kind of, you know, I said the way I see it. So I really pointed out the ridiculousness of taking collagen when you have complete protein and whey protein and quality protein. You know what that expert, the professional MD said? Well, I see it on Instagram, you know, like everyone is buying it. And like, but you don't read the science and then make a call. You want to spend money? That's the thing. They just want to spend money. I said, do you, you don't care? They're just wasting money? And like, well, it's that I realized you have too much money and you're investing it in fads. So once I realize something, I announce it to my people and say, hey, this is what I found. I, I tried it for a few years, but... I cannot say that there's any difference. So if you want to keep on spending, fine. If you feel the effect, good. If it's possible, great. Because whatever makes you happy, keep it up. So so I wanted to have all the, the thyroid food included. So I kept everything. And then retesting, and that is a trial and error. And of course, it was all just bull. You do not have to take out those foods for no reason because there's a theory that there's some foods that might be it's the same thing as do you not know that i was told just like you to go off all the gluten all the celiac all the grains everything pretty much to just water because that is how you eliminate everything and then you start again so you do have to find your triggers and work on them so i did so i put out the list of uh choline out and that was made me so sad because it was all the hype then that we need so much choline and that was all. So now I'm like, I cannot follow that protocol. So choline went out. Niacin is another B vitamin that can definitely uh, affect. So I took that one away, except for what is normal in my multivitamin. Because I don't want to have it gone. I just don't want excess. And then, um, what else was it? Oh, uh, carnitine, L-carnitine was also an offender. I took that away. And... So alpha-GPC, the choline version that was good for brain, uh, that my body uh, probably didn't want to do that. There were other things that I took away that I don't remember, and then I tried it again. I took out all the energy drinks because all the high vitamin Bs that are water-soluble, that can be eliminated by your kidneys, but still, the renal, I mean, they're going to go through it. Just putting my battery on here. Going through my round. This is what you... While you're, with, oh, while you're with me too, to see what I do every day that you don't know is what we do in order to be able to keep on training. You're just listening to kind of old dogma that is out of, like, you listen. I feel like a lot of people just living in the past in fitness, reading a magazine about how to train and live from 1982. <laughs> That's how I feel when you like, you haven't seen what I've been doing, so you live like f 10 years. You live with me like I'm 25 and I'm not at all living that life. So I want you to be up to date and that's why I want you in my community because fit friends stay together, we train together and so on. All right. So it's so important then to know that in the thyroid, when we go back in the past here, I kept all the foods including peanuts are also goitrogen. So don't think it's just the bad vegetables you don't want to eat so you want to have an excuse. 
Strawberries and peaches are also another goitrogenic food. And I want to have my peanut butter. So you bet I was motivated to make sure that I'm not eliminating anything that I don't need. So I have all the grains of the celiac and there's nothing off, label, off my radar because I don't have any food intolerances. But if I eat something from, let's say, gluten containing, because I'm not big on wheat, but when I do, I love farina or uh, cream of wheat on my refit. If I do that, I might just have a little bit less of digestion efficiency because the body produces enzymes to digest and break down what you regularly eat. That's why I say, if you want to get rid of the worst kind of offensive gas, you got to get used to it by having the same routine of eating day in, day out, so your body gets accustomed to taking care of that. That's the way you live with the fighter diet life. It's no different than having to adjust with other diets, except for you are learning how to eat for life instead of going on an elimination phase and then start something next. So with me, you start practicing right away how you're going to continue. So with all those things I eliminated and then a whole year of keeping it up and making my notes for everything that I notice happens, does it work? Does it make any difference? Do I have to pay attention and so on? So when that happened then, um, yesterday I had my blood work done. So that was my repeat to see was the uric acid elevated. And that is when you, the kidneys can't break down uric acid. It's a part of, the, part of the metabolism. And it's a typical thing that is just genetic that this is not about the kidney function, that I have excellent EGFR or the filtration rate. My creatinine levels are excellent and my liver enzymes are excellent now. They were horribly high when I had hypothyroidism because the liver couldn't help make T3 out of T4. So there was this uh, enzyme error genetically again. But in everyone in my family, they don't even check for that. If you have subclinical thyroid or you don't look like you have a problem or you're not dying, uh, then they're not going to medicate you or treat you because that's how it is over there. So trust me, there's a good and bad with care. And I'm going to tell you that story while I have you here about blood work. So the, the choline then, I took it away and then I had the blood work and then I saw that the uric acid was in perfect normal range in the lower side, so I kept that. Which means I succeeded and victory over health, that I eliminated a welfare disease or something that people get who drink, who are overweight, who don't work out, who are eating lots of crap. I eliminated by following my lifestyle of fighter diet and just eliminating the foods that trigger with my body that were the high purine animal feeds or the supplements. So now it's up to me, what do I want to try to, to take in again? But that's really kind of, oh, because the worst inflammation can happen if I increase the uric acid. So what can I do? I can monitor my uric acid with different foods to see how that can impact. I did my research to see, is it a training marker that is gonna fluctuate with my training, like potassium, the electrolytes. Typically the chemical panel is gonna be completely outrageous when you are in training because that is how it works. It's not the same as per what is chronically there. It's not the state of the nation for a year. It's more what happens in the weather report. That's what you get in a blood reading report in general. And that's why it's ridiculous to even check in hormones in blood because you should only know by clinically evaluating. I only go to doctors who care about that. Evaluating clinically wins over anything. Because labs only see one thing and labs aren't... <laughs> you are not labs. And a lot of doctors just treat labs because it's easy. Just like I don't give people macros because it's more in-depth than that. That's how I see blood work. 
being interpreted on labs versus the person. So not macros, it's about the nutrition. So there you go. So I was so happy that I, you know, woohoo, I made this. This is great because the medications they offer for gout are not without uh, side effects. So for instance, like one thing that I do have that I have to accept is that I don't tolerate thyroid medication to be in the optimal range. So for me, I just have to have what my body accepts that I feel good on. Because otherwise it triggers, um, you know, me to not feel good. So that is when I have to just know that even though it would be more optimal for me to have more medication, for instance, it would, because I'm so cold and so on, and I like I have rashes and gout is also hypothyroid and gout and eczema and dry skin. Yeah, I, those all go in the same family. So there you go. I have my family of medical stuff to keep care. Thyroid, skin, uh, eyes, uh, gout, <laughs> everything. Yeah. I just realized, can we just put me everything in one? I'm a big medical bill. Uh, no. So, so I was so happy that I could keep all the foods that are supposed to not be part of it. And now I'm going to enjoy having a steak, having salmon, but very, very carefully. Because I'm not interested to have those horrible pains because I can't have shoes on. I can't do my training. I can't do my workout videos. It's just too painful. So I do know that it's in my interest to be as good with my nutrition as I want so I don't have to suffer from that. So see, it's no different than you need to remember yourself that if you keep on eating junk, you're going to feel like junk. Because that's what you become. And I become health because I choose health. So it's your choice. And I never have anything of food that I need so much that it's going to be okay to be in pain. At all. And I'm also a hypochondriac as in... I always make a big thing about my, my health, so I have to master my fears and anxiety by being very educated about what I do. So that's how I became an expert on my own blood work, why that became a thing. So now here is a story about, um, about how I became this blood work person. Alright, so back in Sweden. I remember it was in 2002, I was preparing for my first competition and I don't know, I never went to the doctor and so on, but that day there was something, I had a nosebleed a lot and you know me, that's just normal when you have a sensitive nose, but at that point I don't know what was, I was young and I was scared. So I went to the emergency and they ran, I don't know why, but something was going on, right? And uh, so they ran all the typical blood work on me and noticed that my kidneys are dysfunctional. They're failing. And I didn't know what to do. What do you mean failing? So they said everything is, you know, gonna, I'm like dying. That's what I felt. What is going on? I'd never seen my blood before. And then it was doctors and they just told me this. You have failing kidneys. There was nothing else. So then that became like my biggest shock of, wow, I have no clue what is in here. I got so scared of my health and not knowing anything. So then fast forward, I got over that somehow and <laughs> because I was going to go to America. Then when I came to America, this is a country where they thrive off people's fears and thrive of people's sickness. So then I was, I was cast for... A, a pilot in Hollywood and in order to be able to do it they had to run 
stuck steroid test. So I wasn't taking anabolic steroids. It was 2008 or 7? 2007. So, of course, I didn't. So they had, but they showed on my labs that my liver enzymes were extremely elevated. So that meant that they all thought that I took drugs because that's how you usually have it. And I felt so violated. I felt so... I felt so embarrassed because it wasn't at all true. And I felt like everyone was judging me that I'm taking steroids. I know, such an ignorant person. <laughs> I'm young. But I was terrified because all of a sudden I had an insight to blood work that I've never seen before. And now I was in a country where my fears are going to be great for because I kept on finding ways now to self-pay for my tests. Yes. So all of a sudden, the luxury of having access to testing, and now I made money from my coaching so I could spend on medical testing. I, I became a super... I, I tested everything. I even went to have a pituitary MRI because I didn't know what was wrong with my body. I became completely obsessed with the inside. And the doctors didn't know how to treat me because they didn't see, they just see a body that looks fit and strong, so what's wrong with her, right? Like nothing. So I went to the biggest liver and experts in Cedarsina and they're just like, yeah, your liver is very, it's not happy, but you are, we don't know what's wrong. So, and everyone sent me home. It's like, I had to figure it out myself. So what happened is I just studied everything about athletes' blood work. The markers that are training markers, things that are affected by training, things that can make you look like you are going to fail at everything. Because you're not a normal person, and normal here isn't even healthy, so you are trying to be someone who is not even fit on a paper, on a blood report. So I, that's when I became kind of an, an, a layman specialist for myself and the way I know the, the patterns of blood work. And we are very much similar on the inside, on the, all the basics, 99.99995,000%, based, built up on the same. So I really studied, and I was lucky to have a lot of clients who sent me all their blood work too. So I'm not a doctor at all, but I had the trust of people, and I could help them interpret, which the doctors didn't have time for. So it became like this. I told all my clients that, hey, this is how I can interpret it, but you have to go to a doctor, tell them what this is and where who says it. I have no doctor degree, but here is how I interpret it. There you go. That was really helpful for all my clients because they could come to the doctor and get to make the doctor understand. Ah, because I had the way to say and express because I had made my time to study this. So... I love all this knowledge I have because the struggles I've had with my own life. That there was nobody who could tell me and now I had insight. I tested everything. I tried to see everything. And that's why I've been a blood work reporter for myself since 2007. So all my years of dedication is in blood work reported. Because thanks to all my issues that I could not escape and I couldn't just say I don't try like it's okay because I'm a hypochondriac deep deep down and I'm terrified so everything that is not perfect for me in health is my big fears and that is why I have to work on my calm because I can definitely completely blow it out of proportion even though I rationally know it's just a part of the blood work it was just one idea like if I have a really strong day before and I train or I forget to not take my medication or I take my medication it will all influence that report so then I'm gonna have fears of what is gonna be on the report and it's all stupid because all fears are I'm just scared of what I'm not really 
testing, right? So now that fear is gone because I eliminated. I don't have to go on medication to fix a gout, which I don't want. So the moral of the story here is that you gotta love that life gives you what you need to challenge yourself, to become wiser, to more intelligent. You need all this, I don't know what to do with myself. Like you need the moments of feeling like you're so scared you can't even think about the fears because you don't know what to do. Because that is how you get the hardest training you need to be strong for yourself. And that means now that I want to tell you that in FD8 next challenge, you're going to follow me with my workout journal because I'm sharing my life in the group. I go live there, I talk about it like I do here. This is what you have, why you're there. Because Fitness Life isn't a book where you do a program in two weeks and then you're going to go away. That is why everyone fails at it because in the industry it's sold like that, but it's not what it is. It's like selling whiskey, but you get a beer. It's not going to be the same. You just, you wanted whiskey, why do you get beer? It's not at all the same. So it's so important to understand. I think about this. The way you invest in family, career, house, plans, weddings is the way you invest in yourself in fitness. So if you're not a woman, typically women don't ever invest in themselves. They invest in everything else. Or invest in things that are not even making you better, like makeup and hair color. Yeah, I do too, hair color. But I wouldn't color my hair if I didn't care about my shape or my body or nutrition. Because they're triaging and they're priorities. And now for the next FD8, I want you all to know that I am the coach and you reach me out on Messenger. If you think that I don't want to hear from you because you're just a challenger, you are a fool because I am much more better for you and more efficient in getting you to achieve your goals which is helping me to speed it up because here's the thing i love the way we all learn in mind and we become happy in the group but what people are most interested is is visual changes that make them want to sign up which means all the stuff i invest in you to have the body means it's not really visible all the time because it takes a longer time. You gotta work your mind first before you can have the body. Because if you don't do that, you're gonna end up noticing you can't hold on to the lean body you made because it's too hard for you. You don't even wanna live the lifestyle. So now you're sitting there with a body that you don't can't afford because you're not willing to do what it takes. So then you're gonna see it all go away and that's gonna make you depressed. So that's why I say, why don't we work the mind first? Then body will follow. And you're gonna have enjoy so much joy. Because that is how it becomes exciting, not stressful. And you need a little stress, because if you're not that, you're going to just like sleep away your whole life. And I don't think you want to wake up and thinking, oh, I forgot to live. Exactly. It's supposed to be an adventure. If it's not an adventure, you're not living life the way I would, the way I do. <laughs> because for me, I'm showing up for all the daredevil activities to not be certain. I don't have any... Ex any guarantees at all i still show up because that's the whole thing there's no game there's no adventure if i know i'm gonna win so what do we want to know we're gonna succeed is if that is what gonna make you commit well believe in it then because that is how you do i mean i have the same conviction that's why i'm here so what is the difference nothing exactly so why don't people commit because you're so scared of being embarrassed or, or shamed or ridiculed by yourself. You're scared of failing at yourself. But this is nothing you can fail at because you just keep on showing up. That's all. So you got to stop overthinking and understand. Get over yourself. It's just one of those fears just like mine. Another thing, so my work at Journal, my daily life, I spend with my friends that I care about. That is the FDA because I'm not a social person per se. I keep my 
energizes close and those are very few so everyone else who is a client a coach you have me a message so i can help you but in the group is where i go to push you to motivate you you can stand there you don't have to always be you know working so hard but some days you just need to see other people keep on working hard so you remember so in the fda muscle strength i'm gonna have my three mentors as they are gonna be the training clients to show and upload their form check videos and I'm gonna be the coach and trainer to make those the daily content because everyone needs to know how to train and revise and upgrade and change and so on and there is no one workout that will work forever you are not gonna have the same workouts you're gonna see new and new and every day so that's why you have the workout video of the day with me the first month too so you really see all I do that you haven't known because you've been kind of you know not being interested in fitness life because you've been discouraged and feel that's not worth it anymore let's change that so i hope that to see you in the fda it's the way it's the arena where i train and coach and excite and inspire so if you don't have a positive empowering community that is built on practice and education and continues doing not starting over you're missing out and don't wait for the future because the future isn't a guarantee at all. I have no clue if I can keep it up. So that's what I do. You gotta live in the moment and enjoy it while it's here. Including eating and training today. So seize the training day with me every day. And then remember, happiness is the choice we make and the daily goal. And if you achieve that, you are a success story in your own book every day and including mine. Because for me, my daily goal is to stay happy no matter what.